Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nocho Prano. Hello, Andy. Morning, brah. Morning, brah. Sup, brah. Back at it again. It's lit, fam. Haven't done that for a minute. Brings you back, doesn't it, Joe? Brings you back. I would love to see a list of like things I said for a while on this show or that I trends that I hopped on always trends. late to. Yeah. Always late to the, always game. late to the game. You were the official, uh, like trend ender. Like once, once Ruther jumped on your trend, suddenly it was cringe. And you, and you know, I just will take a trend and just destroy it. Yeah. Like, I will just take something and bury it straight. Ruther curse started with trends. Yeah, could have. Probably did. And now you're gonna end the Bengals playoff drought. Single handedly. And Andy Ruther ending the Bengals playoff drought. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I I think it will end. We'll get to it, obviously. I think it will end, but Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Uh, a trend that I used to be on, the Taco Bell trend, is doing something wild. I posted this on Twitter. Taco Bell is offering a $10 subscription for as many, like, you can eat a taco a day, or I don't know if it's unlimited tacos for 30 days. Right. To start your 2022. How gross are we as a country? Super duper gross. Like, like, like nobody talks about how fucking disgusting we are as a country. Like, th think about that. Taco Bell is doing a subscription. Honestly, it's probably better. It would probably greatly improve the health of people to get their taco subscription. Uh, if they just went to Taco Bell and had one taco every day, as opposed to going to Taco Bell and spending $40 the three times a month you go and just John dailying your face full of chalupas. Yeah. It's nuts though. Like I saw that now there was a part of me, not going to lie. There was a part of me who thought this would be a great, this is a great vlog. Like if you went to Taco Bell, kind of like a supersize me. If you went to Taco Bell every day, and maybe did what you're saying, not even go balls to the wall, just one taco every day. But your insides would hate you. I don't know. You know, everything in moderation. Maybe if you do one taco, it's just like a perfect cleaning agent. It's just like, let's flush your system every day. I would love to see the numbers on that. How many people are doing the Taco Bell subscription? 
I mean, it's a good scam, right? You get people to sign up for 10 bucks. They're like, oh, I only need to eat 10 tacos for it to be worth it. And then they go 10 times in the month. They end up getting a whole bunch of other food to go with it. Like, well, I'm here. I should get them out and do. Yeah, that's a great scam. So I think it's just one taco. So I'm at their website. You can get one taco a day for 30 days. Only on the app. Oh, that's what they're trying to get. They're trying to get people to download the Taco Bell app. Right, of course. Order from the Taco Lovers menu. So there's specific tacos. This is what's included. Order here. from the Taco for Lovers menu. Couples get, only tacos. You can get a crunchy taco, a taco. We've changed the name of the double decker to two tacos spooning. Two tacos, one cup. Yeah. Crunchy Taco, Crunchy Taco Supreme, Soft Taco, Soft Taco Supreme, Doritos Locos Tacos, Doritos Locos Taco Supreme, Spicy Potato Soft Taco. I mean, some of these are the ones I would get, not going to lie. But man, absolutely wild. When we, when we get that Jersey Mike's thing, huh? I mean, well, imagine Andy Ruther, king of all social media, former king of all social media, was still on Twitter. There would have been just a, a thousand accounts that you didn't know Andy ran writing about the Taco Bell 30 day subscription. You're like, man, white people love tacos. Girls love tacos. Black college kids, college kids love tacos. Things black people like love tacos. Well, well, again, it would be a good vlog if you documented every single day what you got. I think I think people will watch that. I know a guy who can write the theme song. You know, just maybe I, that's what I'll do. I'll just become a Midwest vlogger. Talk about killing trends. Andy Ruther jumping on the Midwest vlog life. Also get a van, live out of the van for a while. Somebody do that. Oh, yeah. Van life is all the rage these days. Oh, it is. Tell me about it. I don't know about this. Well, you know about the one girl who was like murdered while van lifing, right? You just not on the news anymore. You know, the girl that was missing forever. Yeah. I didn't know that was a van life thing. Clearly yeah. I didn't pay attention. Yeah. They were like vlogging their life. Everybody's just doing van life. They live out of their, their van, their sprinter, their whatever. It's literally homelessness, but they've made it hip. That's like, pretty I wild. Out of my car. Yeah. You're homeless. <laughs> You're like, people in Venice have been doing that forever. Yeah. I'm a vintage van lifer. <laughs> now, you eating your daily taco? Or can I have it? Here's some pizza for your dog. I, it's funny you say it's funny you say that. I was I was, you know, I was thinking about Vince. I've been thinking about Vince lately. And uh, I was thinking about the pizza and Vince. And just laughing how, like, if you didn't watch him when you'd walk him. He'd, he'd pizza rat it. He'd just <laughs> all of a sudden be dragging a whole pizza. And then I was Fucking laughing. Choking on a thing. Homeless guy. De- begging you for your money all day. Getting two slices of pizza and then throwing one as high as he can in the air so that my dog can find it later on. So a fucking 19 <laughs> pound Karen Terrier can be dragging a two pound slice of pizza. I was also laughing the time I took him to the beach one night 
and he was in the sand and you and then i washed him and he did not like and you were like oh dude what were you thinking like it was just on the fly yeah took vince to the beach he was all sandy i had to wash him all just just bad decision after bad decision yeah but yeah man the uh the homeless people in the pizza i i, I to this day I, I you know they talk about unanswered questions with Certain conspiracies like that's an unanswered They'll see question. a half smoked cigarette and pick it up off the ground and put something from somebody else's mouth into their mouth. But if they drop their pizza and it gets a little bit of sand on, they're like, well, I'm done with that. <laughs> that's where that lives forever. The amount of so half Vince finds it two days <laughs> from now. <laughs> the amount of half eaten slices of pizza in Venice Beach is still on. The, like you just you just got full. And you're like, fuck this. Things halfway through when the meth kicks in and you're like, I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> When's the last time you were at our old stomping grounds? When's the last time you were up in Venice? I was uh, in Venice on what was that last like Friday or Saturday? I went out for dinner with my brother at South End and then uh, went over to Mario's now other place and had a couple drinks at Rooster Fish. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was uh I, I was talking to some some of my fellow Cincinnatians and they were like, ah, when the Bengals make the Super Bowl, we should go stay at Ruther's old apartment. It's, it's in SoFi this year. I was like, that that there's a that's a lot going on there. That would be that would be that would come full circle. By the way, I am I am wearing I know. You're I, I don't know. I just don't even know. Uh, it's kind of a troll job. What's happening at this point? I'm you're a Ch- Bengals fan. You're basically back. You're basically no, back. No, I'm not. I'm wearing, I'm let, wearing let, a Chad let's Johnson. Just, let's talk about a couple things. You're giving up your Charger season tickets. Maybe. I'm calling them you're, tomorrow. You're out. You're out on the Seahawks. You, you've you thrown Russ under the bus. No, no, I haven't. He's Mr. Limited to you. You, you, you took your Russ slurping this year, turned it way down. Odell has ruined your love of the Rams. You're you're a Bengals fan again. You're basically back on the Bengals. Street. No, you're wearing I Bengals like, T-shirts. You moved to Cincinnati. You've been he, to, you've been to multiple Bengals games this year the, under uh, the guise of as an opponent. Uh, again, well, let me let's address. You just threw a lot. You threw you, in a lot. Do you of remember? Missiles. Do you remember in uh, what was that Superman three where they like put him in the machine and he's like going between back. He's going between like evil Superman and regular Superman. Basically, we're at the point where. Randy Ruther's face and Andy Ruther's face are coming together and like blinking and soon will become one. Soon it will just be Andy. Can Andy Ruther get a who day? No. Well, first of all, I'm wearing this. My, my dad sent me this and he sent me this in 2005 when Ocho. It, it's a great shirt. It's, it's massive on me, as you can see. It's one Ocho Cinco had the, the Mohawk dyed blonde hair and i thought it'd be fun to wear since obviously they're back in the playoffs but no let's address all those things that you just threw at me which dirt balls will just always take and they'll be like oh well Prano said it so it's fucking true uh let's address I love them. that i love that about the dirt balls let's let's address them one by house one. of comedy in bc canada uh last weekend of the month for all you for all you followers of get the that, great get show that plug in up in up in canada so if you're canadian go see joe live and he can brainwash you some more about things about me i i am not done with russell wilson 
He had a down year, but he actually played well the last few weeks. And reports are saying they're going to try to salvage it in, in Seattle. I, I think it's time to move on for him or Pete Carroll or whoever. I, I, I'm not done with Russell Wilson. I still love Russell Wilson. So that is a lie. So don't be, don't be saying things that aren't true. The, the, the Bengals thing, look, I will not root for them as long as Mike Brown is the owner. And I've said that. I went to two games. I went to one game the Chargers were playing them. I was in Chargers gear. The other game, again, my buddy, shout out to Chuck, was like, hey, I'd love to fly in. I'd love to visit you. The Bengals play the Niners this year. Why don't I fly in for that? And it's like, what am I going to say? I'm not going to the game. Oh, yeah, come visit me. Fly all the way out from Northern California. But I'm not going to the game. You can ask any of my friends at that game. I was not clapping once when they scored. I did not <laughs> high five once. This, this is a fact. Not one time. I was just a sports podcast host observing a National Football League game. Look, man, I think the Bengals have a good team. I also think a curse is real. I also think they're going to win this week. I'll just be honest. I was saying that before the schedule. That this is the perfect recipe. Now you know today. Have you? I know you're not on Twitter anymore. Your Twitter retirement. But did you see that today? There's been a lot of posts on Twitter that this is the 31 year anniversary. Oh, I know, Bo Jackson of Bo Jackson, which a lot of people think may be the real curse. The, the, the start of the curse. What the is? Bengals injuring. That was the game they lost. After their last playoff win, they lose the next week versus the Raiders in an injury to Bo Jackson. Potentially the ruining of what could have been one of the great running backs in NFL history's career. Yes. Um, they have not won a playoff game since. They did not win that day. They have not won since. And they play the Raiders this week. Yeah. Well, not just on Twitter. It's been discussed here for a while. So I've known and obviously growing up as, as a Bengals fan. So for those who don't know, it was the Bengals who ruined his career. Uh, what was his first name? His last name was Walker. I forget. Uh, but I think it was a safety that tackled him. And that was the last, that was the, I'm sorry, that was the start, like you were saying, of the Bengals playoff losing streak. January 13th, 1991. They lost to the then, this is how long ago we're going back, Los Angeles Raiders right two cities removed they lost 20 to 10 in la and since then they've lost let's see here one two three four five six seven playoff games and then haven't won a playoff game since and, and you know what i have vivid memories of all these playoff games especially the home ones So I so look, here we are. Here we are, 31 years later, and the Raiders are coming to town. It, it would be coming full circle if they beat the Raiders and they end that curse. And I think they will. Or will the guy who the Raiders let wear 34 because they give zero fucks about their players' history have a big interception to seal the game? Look, I said this last episode. I think last week was kind of the Raiders Super Bowl. John Madden's wife was there. They had all this emotion. They were at home. 
Now they're coming to a city all the way across the country where it's going to be low 30s, complete Midwest, cold football, playoff weather. It's Derek Carr's first playoff game. You have an interim coach. Let's just call it what it is, a 62-year-old interim coach. I mean, this is literally the perfect time for the Bengals to end this curse if they're going to do it. And I stand by what I was saying before. I felt pretty confident if they had to play, if the Bengals had to play anyone else minus the Steelers, I was pretty confident that they would lose again or at least feel better. I just, I, I think it's in the Bengals' favor to win this game, all things aligned. But again, you never know, man. Like, like this, I think it's going to be a good football game. I think it's going to be a good football game. The spread has dropped. It started six and a half. It's down to four and a half. I do too, but Joe, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals won by two touchdowns. They're going to, so when they played in Las Vegas earlier this year, it was a good game heading into the fourth quarter. The Bengals won by 19. They blew them out in the fourth quarter. Nixon ran the ball a lot. And I think that's, Bengals fans probably don't want to hear this, but that's probably the recipe to beat the, the, the Raiders. They don't have a good run defense. Now, if the if they get to Burrow, if Max Crosby and uh, what is it, and Goku, I don't know how it's pronounced. Like they're two formidable pass rushers. If they get to Burrow, that's going to be the recipe for the Raiders to win. Yeah, but, I I think it's going to be a good game. I think the West to East it might might be the the difference. Um, but dude, I think the Raiders with uh, interim coach. I think the interim coach is like is giving them a bump. Like, I think that these, this team loves the adversity. This team loves all the things that they have overcome. I mean, I know Derek Carr is overcoming it with the power of Jesus Christ, our Lord and savior. But, uh, like, you know, I just think this team likes the position they've been put in. I agree. I think the last, the last week game is probably going to be, I don't know about their super bowl, but you know, they could have a bit of a letdown. I really think it's going to be a good close game though. Like I wouldn't be surprised. I might go in on a, I might go in on a Raiders first half money line or something. Like I could see the Raiders leading at halftime and people, people being like, what is happening? And let's not forget too. I mean, we're focusing a lot on the Bengals. This is only the Raiders second playoff game since they made the Super Bowl in 2003. Yeah. So, they haven't won a playoff game since 2003. They're in a big drought. Derek Carr's never played in a playoff game. Last time they yeah, made the, the playoffs. The, the year they had a great season, he got hurt in the final final weeks. They had to play the kid from fucking Michigan State. Yeah. Drew Stanton, I believe. If my memory serves me correct. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, bo- both organizations are trying to get rid of this bump. I, I posted this on Twitter, and I saw this. Um, I saw this the other day and, and you talk about the pressing and I've said this to be a Cincinnati sports fan, but I didn't realize this. So of the four longest playoff advancement droughts, I'm sorry, of the four major sports, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, the city of Cincinnati has two of the four, two of the top four. It's amazing without winning a playoff game slash series. Yes. So the Bengals are at 30 seasons, which leads the NFL. The Reds are at 26 seasons leading Major League Baseball. 
We only have two pro sports franchises, and we lead both those respective sports for the longest droughts. I mean, it your is Bengals are going to win this week, and then suddenly you're going to wake up, you're going to open your eyes, and you're going to realize the Reds have been the Bengals this whole time. <laughs> Pointing Spider-Man meme. I feel like seeing that stat really, it, it almost made me feel like, I think there's a part of me that wants the Bengals to win for the city, even though I hate their owner and I hate people who give passes to the owner. I mean, I love, I love how I love the growth that we've seen over this year. No, 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 no. Hold, I hold love, on. Hold I on, love hold the on, personal, just the personal growth. I said, there's a part you gotta of go me. Back to, you got to go back to preseason. You're like, I won't attend another Bengals game. And for the rest of the season, anybody that says that the Bengals are going to win a playoff game while Mike Brown's alive, COVID or not COVID, I'm spitting in their face. I'm going to spit in their face. And then I'm going to hunt them down on Google. And I'm going to go, and I'm going to destroy their mailbox while they're asleep. Fuck the Bengals and fuck their idiot fans. Well, I, I, like I said, I think just seeing that stat, you're like, God, that is depressing. It's just depressing. I, I will never support. I will never give excuses for how he's owned the team or some of the things ownership has done. But like you look at that and you're like, not not even a, a win, not even a series. Now, Andy, we need to talk about this because we've talked about your your first cousin randy ruther a lot of times over the course of the season with the bengals ups and down he's basically the face he's the embodiment he's the twitter persona of everyone that you have every bengals fan you have trolled over the years like he is the voice of those people you're right he hosts this podcast on monday with me if you are if the bengals lose like what was the bet i don't even know yeah, so the bet. Are we gonna have a welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast? I'm your host, Randy Ruther. So the bet was if the Bengals won a playoff game, he hosts the podcast with you. If they lost, I paid or I got a hundred dollars from him. Look, anything can happen. But there Obviously. is a chance that you will not be on the show on Monday. Is that the yeah. situation? Or- uh, that's that's the deal. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, what that means for you guys as far as the production value. I, think, I feel like I feel like I mean, even even with that wager in place, I feel like the Randy Ruther and Joe Prano podcast are going to have to have on as a guest Andy Ruther and in his failure moment in like the people people have been waiting as long as this podcast has been around for you to have to digest a Bengals playoff win. I mean, we're going back five years that you six years, whatever it is from the Andy Dalton. I mean, the meltdown, you remember, I mean, you were, you were, you were attacking Andy Dalton on all for all forms of your social media dominance. Well, yeah. So, so the, the, the official end for me was attending that home playoff game against the Chargers January 5th, 2014. It was the, when you is when the, the thought of becoming a Chargers fan really started to. Well, that was when 
my brother and I jointly decided after the game that we were done because it, I mean, in a way, you know, what's funny in a way it's here's, what's actually funny too. I can just Joe, see you and your brother in the parking lot. Like, I think we should be done. Like, I agree. We should be done. All right. No. Let's be done together. And like, no, you know, what's funny on hand, cut, cutting your wrists and, and cutting your palms and squishing them together. And it's very similar to this year in so many facets because of, because of this, the Bengals had beaten the chargers earlier the year in San Diego. They're coming into town just like this week, shitty 30 degree playoff weather. Bengals are the favorites. You know, my brother and I said, they've already beaten the Chargers. Now the Chargers, California team has to come to Cincinnati. No way the Bengals lose this game. My brother and I say, no way. They have a 7-3 to three lead at halftime. They lose 27-10. to 10. Now, what is your brother's state of mind these days? We both made the same pact. It was, we can never, we will not root for the Bengals as long as Mike Brown is the owner. And then my brother brought this up last week. He goes, what's kind of funny is you and I never made a claim if he dies and then, because his daughter's the number two and her husband's like the number three, basically. He goes, we never really decided when he, because he's 86 now. When Mike Brown dies and then his daughter, her name's Katie Blackburn. When Katie Blackburn then takes control like we never really thought that far ahead. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you, man. It'll, it'll be tough to go right back. Basically, though. he's already he's already working out the loopholes for him to return to the Bengals while you. In your Chad Johnson T-shirt and you're hoping that for the fans that they win. I mean, this Bengals team, Joe Burrow. I'm not saying Saint, Saint Joe. Yeah, is, 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 he's breaking down the darkest of Bengal souls. I'm not saying I. It, it's not it's not. A matter of hope, it's like I understand. I actually feel bad. Joe Burrow's like the new pope. You guys are like, you know, gay Catholics, and he's like, "Come back to me, my sons." So okay. it's a new regime. So I just got a text from you, and I just got a text from Randy Ruther. I guess Randy, I, I guess I had this all wrong. No, he's still going to host. I'm just going to come on. I'm not smart enough to run a podcast. Okay. Well. I disagree. I think you should have. I think I think the first voice everybody hears on Monday's podcast if the Bengals lose is that that they win. Randy Ruther, weirdly, even though he's from Ohio, Southern drawl. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Ruther. Hey, I'm all for it. You know, you know what I will never forget about that game, which bothered, I think which bothered my brother and I the most, it wasn't the Andy Dalton turnovers. I'll just speak for myself. It wasn't all that. You know what bothered me the most was we, we go to the local bar across, you know, it's packed across after the, the game. And Bengals fans weren't even faced. It was like they're jumping, and I remember everybody. I remember just looking at my brother, and that's what back when I drank, and I remember that's what we were disgusted about. He's like, in other playoff loss, a game we should have won, a team we already beat in California, and people are dancing and like, why? You should be angry and disappointed, and that's when we were like, we're done. These fans just accept losing, and 
that was it. It was, it was that day. But look, we, we all agree, I think, Andy Dalton or Joe Burrow is no Andy Dalton. But you got to protect the guy. So the Bengals gave up the most sacks in the NFL this year. And that's what it's going to boil down to. But I'm just going to say it for the record. I think the Bengals win. And I think they even cover. I think the Bengals win. And I think it's a field goal game. But I could see it going either way. You turned me all the way around. And you know what? I should pick the Raiders just for just for the show so that you could uh, so that they win so that the Bengals do win because I, every time everything I've said against the Bengals this year, they've done the opposite. But I think it's I, I like the Bengals to win, but I think it's gonna be a close game. I like the Raiders fight. You know, I've been a Derek Carr stand for as long as as sure. long as you've been off the off the Bengals. You have. You've always been a Derek Carr stand. One thing I'll say about the Bengals that I will compliment them. The official team beer is Miller Lite. Gotta love it. So through all these years of disappointment, through all these years of losing, through all these years of heartbreak, at least the Bengals fans have had Miller Lite to give them some cheers. And I don't know anything better than to bring friends together, even through defeat, than a nice cold Miller Lite. I played golf yesterday, had a few Miller Lite pint cans on the course, the old, the old swing juice, loosen those old bones. It's beautiful. Glorious seven, mid-70s day here in California, drinking some Miller Lights, playing a little golf, looking forward to this weekend, drinking some Miller Lights as I watch football. I found a new bar uh, in, in my neighborhood, Andy, and uh, they call it Home of the Big Dog. And I was like, what's the big dog? You guys sell like big hot dogs? They're like, no, we sell 34-ounce mugs of beer for like six bucks. And I was like, do you have Miller Lite? And they're like, yes, we do. And I was like, I will see you every Sunday forever. Amazing. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. And if you're going to drink some Miller Lights while you watch NFL Wildcard Weekend, tweet at us. Tweet at us at The Dirty Sports, at Miller Lite, at Fix Your Life, at Andy Ruther. Let us know that you are enjoying what I would deem a holiday first playoff weekend of football absolutely with super wild card weekend oh yeah don't forget guys when you share with us make sure to tag our good friends at miller light throw a little at miller light in there so that they can see how much you're enjoying their delicious pilsner yeah well we've already jumped into the game so let's just continue it I, i'm i'm turned okay the next game up Patriots Bills round three. We got a great battle going on between these two teams this year. It's the Saturday night game. The temperature is expected to be absolutely frigid. Probably similar to the last time they played in Buffalo, which the Patriots won by only throwing the ball three times. Josh Allen struggles when it, when it gets below freezing. 
Bills are four point favorites. Who do you like in the third round? I kind of like the Patriots. I know it's, 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 I feel like everybody, this isn't a hot take. This is like, it's the coldest. I don't want to say it's the coldest take, but it's like the lukewarmest take because it's been laying out on everybody's table all year. But like, I was never really on this Bills team this year. Every, like, there's a lot of early talk of Josh Allen MVP. This is the year the Bills go to the Super Bowl. I just haven't seen them take that leap. Now, they certainly have an opportunity. You beat your your division rival. You beat the coach that's owned you for, you know, the better part of two full decades. You, you know, to take, take, you know, you put a, put a knife in the, in the back of the, the king and take over the throne. But I just see, I just see the, the Patriots figuring out I me. Mean, how many over the years, how many times have the Patriots done this to somebody? I know. I know. And I, that's how I feel. I just, well, I, th- I think that it's just going to be a low scoring game in general. Yeah. It's not like, you know, it's like Mac Jones coming from the SEC has all this experience in these type of games. But I mean, this is like this is like a Bill Belichick game, right? 15, 20 degrees out. It's cold. The wind is whipping. It's all about defense and running the ball. They're playing in Foxborough West, where Bill Belichick essentially owns the stadium. I'm, I'm going, I know it's the lukewarmest take because I feel like everybody's like on it. It's like, it's so, so many people are saying that it's almost one of those things where it's like, you got to, you almost go against the pilot. But I, I think the bill, I think the Patriots win the game. Yeah. I think they do too now. And I picked the bills to make the Super Bowl. And I don't remember. I might've even picked them to win the Super Bowl. What, what was your Super Bowl? Was it like Bill's Cowboys? Bill's Bucks. Bill's Bucks. I think I picked the Bills to win. I'll say you basically, this. you basically you woke up prediction preseason prediction show and you were like it was Brady the whole time and you spit in the face of Bill Belichick and you said not only are you not winning your division one of your division rivals is going to the Super Bowl against your old quarterback but now you're the, the, the season the Mac Jones year has turned you around. Well, look, you're, back, man, I, you're, you're once again at Belichick stand. I've been a Belichick stand the whole time. Again, this, this notion, I can change my opinions. That's why everyone's like, Oh, when Ruther's wrong about the Bengals, dude, I'm allowed to change my opinion. I, I I'm not skip Bayless, a fake sports take guy who would just continue to say Aaron Rodgers or LeBron or whatever the Cowboys, whatever stupid shit he's been saying for eight, 10, 20 years. No, I can change my opinion. I will say this. I think if the Bills win this week, they will go to the Super Bowl. I like that take. I think if they win this week, they go to the Super Bowl. I like them to come out of the AFC if they win this week. But I think it's going to be really hard. Again, Bill Belichick, he is the GOAT in these games. Not to say that the Bills don't have great... I think the Bills have a great staff. And I and I think that McDermott's a good coach and... Uh, who's their offensive coordinator? The ball. What's his name? Sable. Brian DeBall. DeBall. That's it. DeBall. Um, I think he's a good coach too. But I just, I mean, this is 
this is build you know this has bill belichick game written all over it so i don't know man i'm gonna right now go with the patriots just like you i think that you know the thing about the the patriots is they're just like in these cold weather low scoring like they can just run the ball they have an effective strategy in terms of running the ball in all kinds of different ways like that's what that's what makes Belichick and I guess to some extent McDaniels like a great you know coaching pair which is it's not just I I feel like you you look at a lot of football teams and you're like hey we just need to run the ball this week their run defense is a little suspect we're gonna do this it's like the Patriots throughout this run they find a way to attack your weaknesses and they'll their running game will be different depending on who they're playing and what weakness they're attacking. And I just think that they're going to be able to run the ball. They have a, you know, they have a Voltron of running backs that they just, you know, yeah. I I feel like with the Patriots this week could be the week. Some guy literally who has nine carries on the whole season has 210 yards rushing. And you're like, who is this guy? And Bill Bell's like, you know, uh, I, I, I was asleep and I woke up visions of this practice squad player dancing in my head. So I fucking put him in, put him on the roster. And now he's a fucking 200 yard rusher. Like, I just love it. I also think, you know, the, the bills over the year have had, you know, they have had moments of certainly explosive offense, but when you look at it, Diggs has definitely become like a go-to guy. And I think you look at Belichick, even the guy on your shirt. I mean, he goes up to him pregame. Uh, we've all seen that audio clip. And he was like, you're not catching the ball the whole game. Like somebody else can beat us, but you're not catching the ball. I think he's going to do that with digs. I think they're going to be like lockdown digs. Let everybody else beat you. And let's see what happens. Yeah, no, I just got a text from Tyler Hawkins, who does great analytics for us. And, and I saw something similar to this, right? It, it, you know, it's kind of what I said, Josh Allen, when it's 32 degrees or below. His stats are terrible. He's completing 50% of his passes. He's thrown six touchdowns to seven interceptions. Sometimes I think these, these, the weather stats tend to be like a bit overblown. I agree. But, um, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't make me feel better if I'm a Bills fan. It doesn't make me feel better if I'm a if I'm thinking about backing the Bills in the game. But sometimes I feel like those stats are overblown because it's like basically you're essentially only playing these games. I mean, in late in the year. So it's like they're playoff games or pseudo playoff games. Now, obviously, the Bills had a game earlier in the year where they had that that what was that? It was in a Monday night game against the Patriots and it's like okay if you get that early winter weather now you have all that snow and all that wind it's like oh yeah under 32 degrees yeah but there was also 30 mile an hour winds with that under 32 degrees well you know coaching come playoffs coaching is so important it's so important and Belichick's the goat obviously and 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 again I think Buffalo does have good coaches but you're going against the best. That's another reason why I think the Bengals would win. Like, like 
I think, you know, we disagree. I don't think Taylor's a good coach. I think they went in spite of him, but at the same token, he's going again against a, you know, an interim head coach. By the way, here's a fun, here's a fun rug nug for everybody that I saw on Zach Taylor. He's one in 14 against coaches that are 45 and younger. That's a good rug nug. It's like basically saying you're, you're not winning against the, the, the coaches, your contemporaries, guys, your age that are, that are young. Like you're not only winning, like you're getting destroyed. And let's not forget one more quick rug nug to remind about the Bengals. They've never won a game under Zach Taylor when they've been trailing heading into the fourth quarter. So important for the, for the Raiders to maybe get a lead heading into the fourth quarter. The Raiders. It's so tough for me. This, that, that's going to be, I know not to go back to it, but that's going to be a tough rooting game. I'll be rooting for a good game, but like, you know, I kind of want to see the Raiders win, but at the same time, it's great for the show. If the Bengals win. Yeah. And I'm not going to the game. Many people have messaged me. Are you going? If I go, the Bengals lose, but I'm not going, I, I'm not. Will uh, you, I, I, like, I would say it's a, you know, is it a strong possibility? No, but is it a possibility? Yeah. Will you be at SoFi if the Bengals play in a Super Bowl? No. Here's what's crazy. If things play out like they should and the Bengals win, I would like the Bengals. Eh, I don't know if I would like them. I don't know. I, I have to wait and see against Tennessee if it was a second round Tennessee matchup. I love that the NFL recedes. I like how they do that. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's smart and fair. All right. So let's move on to Sunday's games. Sunday, think- Sunday, Sunday. Is there two games on Saturday, three on Sunday and one on Monday? Is that the schedule? Yeah. So we have Sunday. We have Philly at Tampa Bay. Obviously, we're both going to pick the Bucks. Do you think it's a blowout? The Bucks are eight and a half point favorites. I do. I absolutely do. This is not me on the Philly hatred. This is not me, Tom Brady slurping. But I do think that you have a couple of situations here. I think you have a Philadelphia team. Tom Brady definitely still thinks about that Philly Super Bowl. He definitely still thinks about it. this is a this is. We've heard of the Tom Brady revenge games over the years. This is a Tom Brady revenge game for sure. Um, I also think last year in the first round, they, they got a little bit of a scare from Washington. And I think, I mean, you, you look at that. They, that's their closest game they play throughout the playoffs, basically, is that Washington game, the first round. I think that they smarten up, don't possibly get caught in that first round, you know, come out. You're you're a better team. You're on the you're at home. You got to come out and you got to kick their ass. And I think they do. I, I, I think too. it's a two. I think it's a two touchdown football game. Now let's not forget they played earlier this year Thursday night football in Philly. The Bucks had a twenty eight to seven lead. Philly came back and cut it to twenty eight twenty two. You know, there's some garbage time stuff. Remember he they went for two, which. Yep. Screwed me in the spread. I remember because it was six and a half. And I was like, why are you going for two? Don't go for two. So, so the Bucks essentially dominated them earlier in the year. I agree. I think they win and I think they win big. And I don't think Philly's our defense can stop. 
I know, I know they're short receivers and I know they're short guy. Dude, you still have Mike Evans. And, the, still- and then the big question mark, right? If you're an Eagles fan is you make the playoffs at nine and eight, you go on the road. You don't even get a home playoff game for like ticket and parking sales. You get your ass kicked, which I'm predicting. And now you've got a middle of the round draft pick. It's almost like you've abandoned your own strategy. It's almost like the idea of unless you're going to win the Super Bowl, lose every fucking game and picking the top five was bullshit all along. Yeah. Now they fired that coach because of that decision, but I don't know if that was his decision or an organizational decision or whatever, but for all you Philly fans out there who defended it, this is even more for the fans than for what is this when you get your ass kicked, I'm going to say when you get your ass kicked this weekend, is this an even bigger fail than going four and 13? It's not now for fans of reason for reasonable fans. I just, yeah. Making the playoffs is good. Making the right for reasonable fans. Making the playoffs is good. You know, everybody wants to see growth in their team, but also like my, as, as a fan of my team, I would never root in the NFL to actively lose, but that's the difference between me and Eagles fans. If I'm an Eagles fan, I'm happy that we made the playoffs under a first-year coach. That's not easy, right? I'd be happy about that. Now, the quarterback situation, long-term, we tend to agree there. I don't think Jalen Hurts is the solution long-term. I just don't. And not that he's terrible. He's great for fantasy. That's all I ever hear about is fantasy. It's great for fantasy, sure, because he'll score a rushing touchdown, throw a passing touchdown. But obviously, they're a good enough team to win nine games. So you just need to solidify that quarterback situation. But that's not an easy situation to solidify. Yeah, you just need to solidify that quarterback situation. Sure. The Vikings just need to solidify their quarterback situation so that they have a chance to win their first Super Bowl ever. The Broncos just need to solidify their quarterbacks. Like, yeah, the, the amount of teams out there who are solidifying their quarterback situation away from being a contender yeah but you're nine and seven running the wildcat getting some getting some road playoff money let's go i think you're just looking obviously for a way to take digs but you know the the giants you just lost your coach so they fired judge yeah it's not like that's a when you guys are in a much worse situation right now you seem to not agree. It's one, one way to look at it. You you think the Giants are not in a worse situation than the well, Eagles? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this right now. The difference between the Giants and the Eagles, first of all, and I and I mean this wholeheartedly. The Giants aren't committed in in supporting their quarterback as the long term answer, and I think he's better than the Eagles quarterback. I truly believe Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. And yet the Giants are like, 
we're we're not is this guy is this not the guy so i would almost argue i'd rather not be like i'd rather be in a position where i have a guy where we don't know whether or not he's the future and we have a new coach coming in and we have a new gm coming in and we have a new whatever coming in then being like we were nine and seven and we played the playoffs in our first year it's the jalen hurts show for the next 10 seasons. I, I don't think, I don't, I, you know, I don't think the Eagles are committed to that. They're not, they're not committed. I don't think that's fair to say that, that they're committed to Jalen hurts that he's well, they're not committed financially, but you don't hear anything, right? There I was, we'll see it. We'll, there I guess was we'll see chatter after this weekend. There was chatter for a while about the Eagles and Deshaun Watson. There was chatter. And, and, and let's say, not that that's going to happen, but if they got a Deshaun Watson, they're right there then. Listen, Deshaun Watson joining, Anytime. honestly, probably any NFC East team at this point makes them the favorite to win the division next year, in my 100. opinion. Yeah. So, great. So, we're on the same page where it's like, are they in, are, is one team that much a better situation if in the entire division, if a quarterback change changes everything, like if the, let's say you took the Eagles or the giants, right. And we're saying, if you add a Deshaun Watson or uh whoever, let's just take Deshaun Watson. Now the giants probably wouldn't add a Deshaun Watson. The, the Eagles like to get guys straight off of, you know, straight out of the penitentiary. They're like, can you unlock his handcuffs? We'll, we're going to make him our starting quarterback. The Giants don't tend to do stuff like that. They should. But, but just for the sake of argument, if you, since you're saying like they're in a way better position, are the Giants a better team than the Eagles today if they have Deshaun Watson and the Eagles have Jalen Hurts? I mean, I think Deshaun Watson is really good. Right. So we agree. But if you have if you drop the if you drop either of those teams in the AFC West, are they the best or the second best team in the AFC West? If you add Deshaun Watson, no. So we're talking about a situation where I don't think it's safe to say that any team, especially a team, especially a team. By the way, the Giants beat the Eagles with Daniel. Jones. Like we're all judging the New York Football Giants, and rightfully so especially the coaching situation on six weeks of Mike Lennon. I mean, that's, that's taking your quarterback situation and saying, we don't, we don't, we're, we're playing, we're playing with a, without a quarterback essentially. Yeah. But if we think, if you think, you know, giving one guy who hasn't played football for a year to one of the two teams and it makes them better than the other one, then you're not in the, they're not like in a, a world's better position. Eagles also have three first round picks. Yeah. With that Carson Wentz trade. Like that's you can really help your team with three first round picks, even if just two pan out to be decent players. And I'm just over here going, don't draft a quarterback. Don't draft a quarterback with that first round pick. Please don't. All right. Niners travel to and we'll come back to the Giants coaching situation. Sure. After we do these games, Niners travel to Dallas. I think I think the Niners win this game. 
Me too. The Cowboys are three point favorites. I think the Niners win this game. It's I, not I, the NBA. We've talked about this. We've talked about this uh, theory in the NBA, but I, I even in football, way less important. But I like to think about. And I was talking to this uh, to Nate Craig yesterday, former guest of the show, while we were driving back from golf. Debo Samuel will be the best player on the field. Like you look at it, like the Niners have, I mean, of the t- like if you if you go through the top eight players in this game, how many of them are on the Niners? Yeah, I, mean, I think you'd say Micah see, Parsons is in the top eight say, players. I think Debo is better than Dak. His value, honestly, at this point, I mean, what he's mm-hmm. been able—he's running the ball, the catches, the yards after catch. Like, yeah, I kind of think he is. Uh, I don't know about that one. I mean, I don't know about in terms of value because you can't like play quarterback, but like he's the best player on the, he's going to be the best player on the field. Yeah, but if you did go down that list, you know, you got some really good receivers on Dallas. Zeke at this point in his career is, you know, he's kind of mediocre. You still got some. You got Micah Parsons, who's really, really fucking good. I just think the Niners play good team football. I think they're going to run the ball all over the Cowboys. I think they're going to run the ball, and then they're going to keep the offense from Dallas off the field, and then they get to the quarterback. That's the recipe. When when those guys, and I saw it live in Cincinnati this year, when those guys start teeing off, I saw Burrow get sacked. I think six times when those guys tee off the D line for the Niners. Doesn't matter how good your wide receivers are. And here's, and listen, the Cowboys are a fine football team. They're fine. You know, I have my, I have my NFC East hatred and I think I just laid that all out for in my hatred of the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cowboys are not the Eagles. The Cowboys are a better team than the Eagles. But the Cowboys truly have like the Cowboys feel like a I don't know what the college equivalent is, but like an ACC team, like a like that that beats up on all the shitty teams. But then when they have that one game a year where they have to go against an SEC team, they get their shit kicked. And you know, like I just think they're a team that plays really well and looks really good when they play bad teams. Their offense looks so explosive, but like this is this is like the paper tiger game, right? Like you're this is this is what we've seen from the Cowboys the last few years. It's like you score 51 points last week. Do we think they score 25 this week? Yeah, I think they do. I think the important thing to note about the Cowboys is you know, they have like, like, let's just look at their season. Let's just look at who they beat. Right. Now, early on, they had some good wins, some close wins. Like they won at the Chargers second week, they won at the Patriots in overtime. But since then, the, the, like, 
since since Halloween, who have they beat? That's like good. They lost to the Raiders at home. They lost to the Chiefs on the road. They lost to the Cardinals at home. Like, you know, you know, you look at their last 10 games. It does fit that analogy of like, look who they're playing. Look who they're beating. They're not beating like really good squads. And not to mention a lot of these games, they just weren't in. They were never in that. Like that Raiders game went to overtime. They were dominated that game. They were dominated that Cardinals game. Those are two home games. This is a home game. I said it. I just said it two seconds ago. I'll say it again. The Cowboys are the kind of team comes out and scores 50 points, hangs 50 burgers on a shitty team. I don't think the Cowboys scored 25 points in this game. 27, 24. San Francisco. Yeah. I, I like uh, I like the Niners too, man. All right, your Sunday night game. They're going to run the ball all over the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys will struggle offensively. I mean, obviously, I predict, the Cowboys have I predict a huge they struggle edge offensively. What's that? The Cowboys have a huge edge at quarterback. I wouldn't say they have a huge edge. You say they have a huge edge? I would. I don't think the statistics show that. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, Jimmy G's kind of, you know, he's hurt. Sure. He's hurt. No, I'm not saying that Dak's not better than Jimmy G. I'm just saying, I, I would it be, is it huge? I think it's pretty significant. Let me ask you something right now, because I don't know what the exact, I know Jimmy G gets paid a fair amount of money. Sure. But, but also, like we all know, like five years later, that money isn't as, as much as like you look at a Dak who's, getting paid more now. Like, would you rather a $35 million Dak on your roster or a $20 million Jimmy G on your roster? Well, it depends about your other pieces. Well, the, the other pieces are determined by how much you spend on your quarterback, right? At this point, I'd probably rather have a, a lower mid-tier quarterback like a Jimmy G. The would you rather some- have a $50 million Patrick Mahomes or a $20 million Jimmy G? Well, my, Mahomes is next level. Of course, I want Patrick Great. Mahomes. So we agree that it's not a huge gap between these two. That's just my point. ESPN NFL total QBR. Dak Prescott total QBR 54.9. Jimmy Garoppolo five spots below that at 52.6. Between the two of those guys, Carson Wentz, Burrow, Wilson, Carr. The thing about Jimmy G is I think he can make passes when he has to. I mean, I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he he is weathered. He was on I'm not, a rock. I'm not, a, I'm not a Jimmy Garoppolo defender by any means. That's yeah, not yeah, what I'm no, here. No, That's no, not no. what I'm here doing. And I'm, I'm not here. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here more putting Dak's career and season in, you know, context of what I think is like, what I, I you, you, to me, it's like, I almost like Jimmy G more in a game where it's a fucking battle than I do. It's like, sure. Who, who do I take in a game where 
you know, one team's going to kick the other team's ass. Dak's going to look great. Dak's going to look so, you know, he's going to look so mobile. He's going to look so good. He's going to put up 50 points. It's game manage time. It's the playoffs. Jimmy G's been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I was just going to, that's what I was going to say. You know, Jimmy G does have, obviously he was on a very stacked team that year, but he's got playoff experience. Dak does too, but Jimmy G's been to a Super Bowl. The last game I think will be a stinker. The last game on Sunday night. The Chiefs who just destroyed the Steelers. Right now are 12 and a half point favorites. I, I you, you know, the Steelers have a decent defense. I, I just their offense is atrocious. This is a terrible game, I think. I know this it's is pl- why this is this is the sole reason that Brandon Staley should be fired. Yes. If if you want to look at if you if you were making an argument, the one the first argument I would make if I was going in front of the Supreme Court and arguing that the Chargers should be forced by our government to fire Brandon Staley, it would be that he's making us sit through a Steelers Chiefs primetime super wildcard weekend game. How dare you? Yeah. Nobody wants this. Nobody but Steelers fans. And this notion that like Big Ben is going to, dude, I know anything can happen. He's not, he's not pulling this off. No, this is what, this is the only game where I'm like, no way. No way. Oh, Ben is going to ride this out and get one last big win. They can't score. The Steelers offense is so just, it, 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 it's just disgusting to watch. And you know what? I'm going to, I, I kind of, you're, you know, you're convincing me a little bit. It was a little bit of a Cinderella story that he gets the win and it gives him a chance to get into the playoffs. And he could have, you know, he, he refused to take his helmet off post game while he was like crying into his mouthpiece, crying into his fucking chin strap, talking about Jesus. I mean, the PR campaign of turning Ben Roethlisberger two-time sexual assault, a two-time accused sexual assaulter uh, into like a Jesus freak. I mean, God, I mean it's, it's, it's unreal. Un- it's unbelievable. But, but um, it would have been like a, it would have been almost fitting. It's like he did everything he could. He got them the win. He willed them to a chance at the playoffs. And they didn't get in through no fault of their own. Because these two teams tied, you would have had a, a Ben Roethlisberger like walking, hobbling off into the sunset a little bit. You're, you almost talked me into, you know what? This is the way it should end. It should end with the Chiefs locking the hotel room door behind the Steelers and just violently assaulting them in Arrowhead. That's what's going to happen. This is, this is what the Steelers... Is what the Steelers team is. Now you can't leave. Yeah. So if I'm out of food, but I know there's something that isn't the most on, like if I say, I don't want to eat something completely unhealthy, but I'm out of food. I got to go grocery shopping. What's something that I can just whip up real quick. That's going to get the job done. That's not terrible. That's something that I don't mind tasting. It's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And to me, that's what the Steelers team is. They're the boring, bland, but it'll get the job done. It'll go nine, seven, and one. It's the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. 
no banana on it, just one normal PB&J. If I was Patrick Mahomes, now Patrick Mahomes is kind of a fucking dork um, who can't even get his brother to stop dancing on graves on the sideline. Uh, but if I was in Patrick, if I was the starting court, if I was the superstar quarterback of the Chiefs who has $500 million to play with, do you know what I would do this weekend? I would hire, if I had to pay him $1 million in cash in fucking small bills, I would hire the security guard who wouldn't let the girl leave the bathroom that Ben is all. And I would make him stand by the, by the locker room entrance for the, for the Steelers. And I'd be like, no, you're not allowed to go back in the locker room yet. You need to stay here and get your shit destroyed. And when Ben tries to go to the locker room at halftime, he pushes him back in. It ain't fucking over yet. Savage. That's pretty savage. Well, Joe, before we get to the last game, I want to remind everybody to go head on over to FanDuel this weekend. And there's a great promotion going on at FanDuel because it's wild card weekend. And guess what? It's about to get wilder. That's right, guys. Just when you thought it couldn't get wilder, it's getting wilder. FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking up new customers 30 to 1 enhanced odds when they make a deposit. So that means if you bet $5, you can win $150 on any team to win and on any wild card game. So there, there's that's a good little promotion there. It's great. Right? So 30 to 1 on any team to win on any game. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. It's a simple and easy to use app with generous promotions every day. It's safe and secure with best in class customer service. When you win, FanDuel will pay your winnings in as little as two hours. And if you already have FanDuel Sportsbook, because I know a lot of you do, FanDuel is hooking up all customers with $50 when you refer a, refer a friend. Plus, your friend will get $50 too. So don't miss your chance to win $150 off a $5 bet when you use promo code DIRTY when signing up. So download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, use promo code DIRTY, and pick your wildcard team before playoffs or before kickoff, I'm sorry. And uh, with those 30 to 1 odds, you should take the Chiefs or the Bucks. That's my advice to you. Must be 21 and older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus of $150. Bonus for Tennessee users fulfilled in site credit within 72 hours. Tennessee site credit expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG or forward slash CO or forward slash IA or forward slash MI or forward slash NJ or forward slash PA or forward slash IL or forward slash VA. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 for Arizona, 888-789-7777 or visit CC P 
pg.org for chat. That's in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. Tennessee red line is 1-800-8889-9789. Again, that's Tennessee. Or visit www.1800gambler.net for Virginia. Okay, let's get to this last game. A good one. I'm excited about this. Monday night wild card football. I, I, I'm excited. I am. I feel first of all, I'm very excited for this game. I'm on the fence as to how I feel about Monday night football. I like it in terms of, wow, what great, great for us. Great for the fans. Great product. Monday night football playoff, but then also kind of sucks to be the winner of this game, right? You're playing on a short week and next week you're on the road. Almost guaranteed. Never you thought are guaranteed that. on the road. I never thought of that. It's a good point. You're guaranteed on the road next week on a short week. Yeah. Well, unless there's some wild upsets, right? I don't, th- I don't even, th- I still don't even think there could be wild. Like even if the other team, you're right. Even if the other NFC team wins, well, no, this, this is a four or five game. So let's so say, if the, yeah. So if the, even if the Eagles win the other game, right. So then the Eagles, whatever, they still go to the highest seed. This, this team goes to play the top seed no matter what. Yeah. Well, you're right. I, I looked at it the other way at first. I was like, oh, they get an extra day of rest, but they don't because then it just comes back. I don't know what to expect in this game, to be honest. This is the one game where I'm unsure. I just don't know who's going to show up at quarterback for the Rams. I think Kyler Murray will show up for them. I just think he can't have costly turnovers. I think the spread is three and a half. It's, 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 you know, it's right where it should be. I think it's going to be a field goal game. I guess there's a chance if the Niners won and the Eagles won. Yeah. That they would play a home game. I guess. Well, Um, coaching, I've brought up coaching. I'm going to give the clear coaching edge to the experienced coach, Sean McVay. Uh, do Matthew Stafford is the wild card for me. That's that's all it boils down to. Well, I think everybody can agree on that. I am a Stafford believer. I you believe do. in Stafford. I believe in Stafford McVay. I believe in. I mean, what it really comes down to, I, what I think this game comes down to more than anything is, and and this is where, this is where the McVay offensive genius thing is like always. You know, I like McVay. I'm a, I'm a McVay fan. Where his genius is a little bit overblown is if they can't run the ball, they, their offense sputters. Yeah. With Goff, with Stafford, with whatever. Now, I almost think that Stafford has the ability. Well, I, I do think. I don't almost think I do think Stafford has the ability to be the kind of guy. I mean, we've seen it in Detroit, obviously not to the terms of tons of playoff success, but where you could just drop him back and throw the ball 50 times. If you need to, that's not their game plan. That's not what they like to do no matter what. So, you know, they like to set everything up through this play action. 
they set everything up by being able to run the ball. They've run the ball pretty effectively. They didn't run it that effectively against the Niners last week, but I think they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit better against this Cardinals team. I think this is going to have a chance of being a really, really good game, especially Monday night primetime vibes. They're going to have the whole day to think about it. But I like the Rams running the ball and setting up their offense, and I think that's why you see a good Matthew Stafford, and I like the Rams to win a close game. If they don't win this game, Stafford's under contract next year. I mean, this it's it's if I'll say this much: if the Rams don't win this game, this is absolutely a major blow to Stafford's entire career. Unless he came back next year and they win the Super Bowl or something. You know what I'm saying? Like you're the favorite. You're at home. You got all the pieces for the most part. I think, I think what it does is it reinforces every stereotype. Right. Which is going to be, which is in my opinion, a little bit unfair still because you're like, Oh, you didn't can't win a playoff game. All right. He's on the, he's been on the lines. So year one, but I agree. I mean, I think, I think what, what tears down that, in my opinion, kind of shitty theory, shitty, like, you know, storyline of his career is that you show up year one and you do win a couple playoff games. So I think it's going to be a close game just because I think it's tough. It's tough to like blow out teams that you've played three times in a year in your division they kicked your ass the first time you beat them the second time. I like the Rams to win, but I think this could be a field goal game, but I like the Rams to win. I just think the Rams are going to be able to run the ball better than they did last week. It's like the question mark. Everybody is, I don't think anybody wants to play the 49ers right now. And I think everybody's sort of judging this Rams team and what's to come on how they played last week against the Niners. Whereas if you go back the last couple of weeks, They've won prior to the Niners game. They won a lot of games where they didn't play their best and they still won the games. I, I like this Rams team to win the game. I think they win too. And I think it will be close to me. I think the difference is the Rams defense in this game. You know, you still don't have Deandre Hopkins and this is an experience. This is a Rams team who let's not forget they won with a backup quarterback in Seattle last year. Again, no fans, but still. Then they then dude, they gave the Packers like that was a decent game, remember, in Lambeau. Yeah. So to me, that's what it comes down to. I mean, Aaron Donald is arguably the best. I, I know people want to argue JJ Watt or I'm t- sorry, TJ Watt, but I think Aaron Don Aaron Don Aaron Donald wreaks more havoc. He doesn't have the stat line. I'll argue well, that with an anybody. Interior lineman versus a, sure. a linebacker's edge rushing. But what he does for that defense, and then like Jalen Ramsey is a lockdown corner. So I ha- I have to just go with the like. Let's not know, forget I, Odell Beckham. They have Odell Beckham. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. What's our what are we getting a playoff Beckham bet? $75 in Jersey Mike's gift cards in the hole to you. Yeah. After this week, I might be in the whole big tour, some Bengals bets as well. 
Oh, I mean, what are you trying to bet? Touchdown again? I mean, I don't know. You tell me. I mean, you're you, like I, there was a I tried to give you some yards bet or like we could get a receptions bet or something going because it seems like, you know, you're like, OK, cool, whatever. He scores a touchdown. First of all, playoff touchdowns. I mean, I'll give you here's what I'll say. I'll give you. If you want to go a touchdown bet, and this is a reckless bet on my point, on my part. But if you wanted to go, if you were willing to get involved in a touchdown bet, I would give you an even money Odell Beckham touchdown bet. There's no way the odds on FanDuel are are plus 100 that he scores a touchdown in this game. Anytime scorer, one-to-one, one one, absolutely not. But for the sake of your growing Jersey Mike's debt, if you want to go one-to-one on a touchdown, I'll give it to you. Because I think Odell is a gamer. I think Odell is a winner. And I think well, well, Odell see, wins. See, I feel in- like that's an easier. I feel I feel like there's there's better odds of like him scoring up like he keeps doing a seven yard out touchdown than it is of him getting 70 yards in the game. Okay. Well, if you want to bet on a 70 yard game instead of a touchdown, now I want one and a half to one. I'm looking right now. I guarantee you it's it's more like plus 160 or plus 170 Odell Beckham anytime score. Put it in. Well, his receiving yards is 46 and a half over under. His touchdowns. I'm too stupid. This line point five over plus one twenty under plus three forty. That's sorry. Say that again. The line is point five. Point five touchdowns. Right. Okay. Yeah. And what's it? What is it? The over is plus one twenty. The under. Wow, it's lower than I thought. So yeah, it's plus one twenty. So it's basically win win bet a hundred win one twenty. So I'm saying it's not. So, so here's what I'll here's what I'll, here's the offer I'm going to make to you, Andy. I'm going to make to you. They have a they have him as he's it's plus one twenty on the touchdown and it's forty six on the over under forty six so and a half forty six and a half. So I'll, how about this two to one two to one prop parlay. Your fifty dollars in Jersey Mike's gift cards to my twenty five. I say Odell scores a touchdown. And over 55 yards receiving. Ooh, 55 yards and a touch. 55 yards and a touch. Two to one. Both have to happen. Okay. If they do, your $50 gift card. If they don't, 25 deal. Okay. Lock it in. Yeah. And if we and if he does one or the other, it's just a push. No, if he does one or the other, you win. Okay. He has to do both. I wow, could have taken okay. that. I could have taken that escape hatch that you presented for me but no i appreciate that two to one if he does both if he does neither or one you win so he's got to get 55 yards and a touch so it's we basically have it at 54 and a half correct and a touch okay run that ball ram just keep running that ball 
They're going to run that ball. Here's what I predict. They're going to run the ball off tackle to open the game. Then they're going to run the exact same play, play action. He goes over 70 yards and a touch on the second play of the game. Wow. Big black Jesus. I'm going to get that ball to Cooper Cup a lot. Tyler, oh, they absolutely are. I mean, Tyler honestly, Indy. that's a, that's the thing with I, I wonder even if they'll I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where Odell ends up next year because. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up back with the Rams. And if he does, I'm buying an off-white Odell Rams jersey if he ends up back there next year. Because I just think that that's where their offense is now is you're going to see them try to feed Cooper Cup a lot because that's their, that's what their offense is built around. But if the Cardinals are smart, that will be – they'll do what I've said Belichick should do with Diggs and say, stop Cooper Cup at all costs. And if that – happens i love my chances of them feeding a guy who can just win on routes well let's get to the calls let's let's we can start off with an nfl related call 310-359-8365 is the hotline here's a call for packers fans hey joe and andy number one third caller from south bend indiana Stephen dermer calling uh being a Packers fan, obviously stoked to see him get the number one seed. Had it last year. Didn't really matter too much, but hoping this year can be a little more different. But uh, if you're them, obviously you want to see the Eagles win because that would be the easiest matchup. But obviously Cowboys have a legitimate chance of losing to the 49ers. If you're the Packers, are you hoping that it's not the 49ers? Or since you already beat them once, are you not really worried about that? And kind of just whoever you got to play is who you got to play. I mean, obviously that's how it is, but every team has their choice. But just want to see what you guys think. Thanks, guys. Stay dirty. I think if you gave a choice to the Green Bay Packers of all the potential teams that they could play next. The last one they would pick is the 49ers. I agree. I think they'd much rather want the Cowboys coming to Lambeau. That 49ers offense, I think is meant for that cold run. They probably would want the Eagles first. Yeah. Then the Cowboys. Then the, I guess, you know, Cardinals Rams, even I'd say they, I would say they would want the Niners last of everybody. I mean, the Bucks obviously beat them last year in Lambeau. No fans though. Oh yeah. I, I, I'd rather if I was the 40, if I was the uh, Packers, I'd rather want the 49ers over the Rams. It's already, you know, there was, I don't know, against Stafford. I just something about the division and Aaron Rodgers. You, if you're, you're, if you're the Packers, you'd rather face the Niners next week than the Rams. No, I'm sorry. I'd rather face the the Rams than the Niners. Yeah, I agree. Natural. I just think the Niners. Somebody's going to be. I don't think the Niners are going to the Super Bowl. I don't think they are. But I think in terms of what you don't want to see in the playoffs. 
the last thing you want to see in the playoffs is a team that's going to run the ball. It's going to get after you on defense. Get after your quarterback. It's going to grind you down. Like, honestly, the, you know, I know we talk about the Garoppolo Dak thing, but like, I almost feel like if you're a high powered team, if you're a Niners team or if you're whoever, the last thing you want to see is a Jimmy Garoppolo coming in there ready to game manage. You're like, oh, yeah, let's me and Dak have a shootout. I'm into this. Let's see sure. who went, best man wins. You don't yeah. want to see Jimmy Garoppolo coming in, looking all handsome, be like, I can't wait to hand off the ball against you motherfuckers. You know what gets lost in the mix about Jimmy G, by the way? I was laughing with my buddy during the Niners Bengals game about this. He's like such a good looking guy and he loves just like porn stars. Like, like, ones. like that's what's hilarious. Like, I don't even say hilarious. Like, I, I have respect for him. Because he, he's got model looks and he's just like, nah, that's cool. I'm going to go on a date with a porn star and hold Game her hand. Managing. He's like, what's up, baby? We ain't going out to some fucking fancy place. I'm not driving around in my Ferrari doing high profile quote wrecking. Come to my hotel room. I'm about to game manage your ass. And apparently he was what, like, of course, I followed that story closely. That's like the Andy Ruther wheelhouse story. Jimmy G goes on date with porn star. Her quote was she had to tap out. Because Jimmy G, he wanted to manage that game all night long. And what better place to manage that game than Green Bay? Yeah. But they got to get through Dallas first. Yeah, I agree. I wonder if you saw this. I'm gonna play this next call. I did see this, and I and I agree with the caller. Hey, what's up, Joe and Andy? It's uh, Army Dirtball Randy here, calling from JBLM in Washington. Um, I was just listening to the episode from yesterday. Uh, you guys were talking about, you know, I, if you, you were wondering if the Manning cast was gonna happen on the playoff game for Monday. And I was wondering if you guys heard this shit coming out that uh, they might do a Manning Cats type thing, but for baseball with Alex Rodriguez. I can't think of another person who I would less like to listen to on that style of uh, of a show, except for I don't know, maybe Joe Buck. I don't know, he's fucking annoys me. Um, yeah, didn't know if you guys heard about it. I, I don't remember if you guys talked about it on the show. Um, if not, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. All right, stay dirty, boys. I did not hear that. Oh, dude, I, I was reading all about it. Um, here's here's my thoughts on that. <coughs> a couple a couple things. There are a lot of people I'd want to hear less than A Rod. I don't hate A Rod. I actually don't even mind A Rod that much in terms of thing. I think they put a rod in a pretty fucking terrible situation on Sunday night baseball. Um, I think a rod would be decent at it and it would be an improvement in the format for him to do something like that. than participate in Sunday night baseball, the way he does that being said, the best part of the Manning cast is how casual it is and the humor. And the humor. A-Rod is a dork. Yes. A-Rod is humorless. Exactly. A-Rod is whatever. And and the thing is with baseball, there's a million guys 
who have a more of a Manning type of attitude than A-Rod. So yeah, A-Rod isn't last on the list, but he's far from the top. And I'll just say this. I know <clears throat> I have a lot of New York, uh, you know, bias, but guys, if you have MLB ticket or whatever it is, MLB game day app, if you get things, the New York Mets have been doing this for 15 years. Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling, the few times a year, it's like 12 times a year where they actually get there together because they fucking do this like we're both going to vacation throughout the season, which is hilarious. And and part of it, like like the Mannings, they don't do it every week. But on the on the, you know, 25 games a year where Ron and Keith are in the booth, they do them. They've been doing this for 15 years. They're funny. They're teammates. They like they they talk about in code things that happened when they were playing. Then they're open about other things. They're the best. If you enjoy the Manning cast, watch Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling together. And in what is probably some of the best Mets news I've heard since they sold the team to Steve Cohen, Keith Hernandez will be having his number retired on July 9th, I believe, this year. So this is what the plan would be. It would be A-Rod and Michael K. Awful. Michael K. I'd rather there's, I, mean, so I can't believe, I can't so, believe this guy brought up this conversation and didn't mention my, Michael K is the last person. I would So he's hear. the TV voice for the Yankees. He's the worst. So Sunday night football will now be. Carl Ravitch is going to do the play by play. Sunday night baseball. And it's going to be, yeah, this is separate. And the analyst will be David Cohn and Eduardo Perez. I like David Cohn. I think Eduardo Perez is. Eh. Yeah, I like David Cohn a lot. So it'd be those three. And then separately, you'd have Michael K and A Rod. A Rod in some sort of Yankees only broadcast. Honestly, it's amazing. He was like, I can't think of anybody. And then you read the story and they were like, Oh, you can't think of anybody. How about Michael K? The fucking worst. Do you know Michael K spent time this offseason complaining about how much money the Mets are spending? And being like, how are teams supposed to compete? When he made his entire living talking Yankees baseball and being like, the team with the biggest budget won. The team with the biggest payroll won. The money wins it's a walk-off home run for the guy who made the most money in baseball this year for the team that spent the most money one michael k is the worst i'd rather listen to joe buck read the encyclopedia britannica backwards than have michael k call a baseball game yeah, see, I don't I don't know. I'd rather listen to Joe Buck read the fucking phone book than listen to Michael K talk about literally anything. So I'd rather listen to Joe Buck read me my my last rights than listen to Michael K call a baseball game. I'd rather have Joe Buck over me in the hospital giving me my fucking death sentence. 
So the national championship game was Monday. Bama lost, if anybody didn't watch it. Anyway, I'm going to play a quick call of, of a frustrated dirt ball. Did you play- watch any of the game, by the way? I did. I watched... Uh, it was like background noise, if that makes sense. Like I, like I had it on, but I wasn't paying attention. I didn't really even start paying attention until the fourth quarter when it got good. But we have a call, a dirt ball who hasn't called in in two years. So I was like, okay, I'm going to play his call. Hey, to everyone calling, defending the current college football playoff system, Division two playoffs are 16 teams, and Division three playoffs is 32 goddamn teams it is doable there is no reason not to fuckers hey we've been saying it all along we just wanted to reinforce it I, you know sometimes dirt balls you got to remember to tell us who you are because i want to praise you sir i want to praise you for being a fucking reasonable person all the other people were like, hey, it's your number one so-and-so dirt ball you know me on twitter at blah blah blah, blah, blah. and then they go here's the worst take of all time true hey short quick and to the point i like it yeah okay we we got a call i'm gonna have to and i'll make this quick a call about my scramble jt from by the way jt from jersey calls all the time i love it get this guy on the phone what's up you dirty motherfuckers JT from Jersey here. Uh, coming at you with the question about the uh, the famous, the historic, the the groundbreaking Andy Ruther scrambler. Um, the egg breaking. Andy, I know we've talked about this on the show for years. I've been trying to uh, recreate it in my own kitchen. I've been, you know, working for years, looking for the right spices, right ingredients, and like. I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm at a breaking point here, and I need you to tell me, Ruther Scrambler, what are we doing? Are we doing potatoes? How are we doing the eggs? What kind of meat? What's the veggies? What kind of seasoning? You know, tell me what the fuck is up, Ruther. I need it, man. I I I need it in a bad way. So, uh, condoms are for all you Joe Bartnick fans out there. I know you're out there, and uh, stay dirty, fellas. <laughs> JT from Jersey. Legend. A great call. I mean, look, dude. I, How I, did we not have Nick D'Alessandro do like a full cooking show, fuckboy scramble episode? Well, I, I know I've posted kitchen. it. Yeah, I know I've posted it on uh, on Twitter. Take us through it step by step, though, Andy. Okay. Because I gotta say, the fuckboy scramble is is good. It's solid. By the way, I. I you know, it can be, it's been modified over the years. And, and this is no lie. I eat this meal. I bet you I eat it six out of seven days a week. So it's, it's a really simple meal. I get three brown eggs. Everything is from Trader Joe's for the record. Three brown eggs. Mix it with some almond milk for, a scr- you know, to scramble. Omelet style. Yeah. So. You know, it's basically, you know, it, it's for the record. You want to do the three eggs and you want to do them whole. None of this. I don't think people take out the yolks anymore, but that's important. I, I dice. So I do that. I'll cut up some red pep, some red pepper. So you got pepper. some eggs. You scramble them, obviously, and I with leave some almond sitting, milk. And I leave you them leave them in, in the, the bowl. bowl. You're sitting. Yeah. Okay. I leave them in the bowl. Salt, pepper. 
Not yet. Let's just, so I leave okay. those in the bowl. While I'm doing that, I, I, I slice up, I dice up some. Uh, slice and dice. Green red pepper and some cherry tomatoes. While I'm dicing that up, I'm cooking. Doing a lot of things while. Okay, keep going. Well, it's, I let, app, what is it? Like the applewood turkey bacon. Applewood turkey bacon. Yep. That's cooking. And I also have a whole avocado. So I've now cut when up. You cook the bacon. You cook the bacon in whole pieces. I cut it up into four pieces. So the, the turkey bacon is cooking while I'm dicing up the green and red pepper, cherry tomato, and the avocado. Take that off, cut off, cut up the bacon more. What now? Now it's all heated up. Throw on some butter, you know, so it doesn't stick. Dump the eggs, which I've already stirred in there, and they cook pretty quickly because it's yeah. already heat, it's been heated up. Start, you know, pushing them around, scrambling them around. Then I dump a bunch of spinach. In now, there. turkey bacon, not as greasy as regular bacon. Are you are you getting rid of your grease between? No, because there's no. there's no grease. That's okay. why you need the butter. Yeah, got it. So then I throw the the eggs in there, toss the spinach. The spinach also is good because the moisture from the spinach will help move things around. Gets that, gets that wet scramble. Yeah, and, and it'll harden quickly. Do that. I'll put in one slice of toast that I cut diagonally. <laughs> one slice of one slice of like. You know, wheat, whole wheat, whatever grain, whatever you want. Uh, mix in the spinach with the eggs. Then I dump everything else back in. Mix everything back in. That comes out. I'll put pepper on. You know, now I'm on the plate. It's going on the plate. I put the pepper on. I grab the key ingredient for me. Is pepper meaning his meaning pepper from a shaker. Yes, black pepper. Peppers. Yeah, black pepper. Sorry. The key ingredient is the Trader Joe's pepita salsa. That's the final ingredient on top. Pepita. I think it's a great salsa with eggs. It's got a little kick to it. So if you're kind of a bitch, like my, one of my older brothers, who I felt it was disrespectful to not like the pepita on it. But you get the pepita, you put it on it. Pepita. And there you go. And I have a, I have a nice hot green tea with that as well every morning. And that's the uh, famous Andy Ruther scramble. And it's very, it's very relaxing and therapeutic. It's a great way to start your day. I can, I can send you pics if you need it. Now I used to have mushrooms in there, but that changed to peppers. It's better with peppers. Okay. So yeah, maybe, maybe I should do, maybe I should, maybe I should film that. I've, I've, been, I've been doing some other dishes now too. I love to cook. I like to cook, man. I'm not saying I'm the best cook, but I like to improvise. I like to fuck around. I made some bomb tacos the other day with mac and cheese in them. Mac and cheese tacos. Yeah. This is some Cincinnati shit if I've ever heard it. So you're like, you've heard of macaroni with chili. Have you heard of macaroni in your well, tacos? So there's this, there's this really good place called Agave and Rye in Cincinnati. They did like massive taco, you know, like a, like one taco is huge. And on a few of the tacos, they have mac and cheese in it. So I was stoned one night and my sister-in-law had come over and there was uh, some truffle mac and cheese. And my other sister-in-law had made tacos that she gave me with. So I improvised, right? And I put the, the chicken with the mac and cheese 
and the salsa and I forget what else, the, the lettuce. I mean, it was so good. I honestly think it's, it's, it's like, I'm not just, you're not, start- not, now you're not even talking about cooking. You're, now you're just Mike D'Antonioing a fucking roster somebody else has put together for you. You're like, I had somebody else's tacos and somebody else's macaroni. And I turned macaroni into a point guard. And I put it inside the tacos. Yeah. You didn't even cook either of them. No, I didn't. But I'm just saying the late night antics tasted delicious. Anyway. That's the best way to wrap up the show. Now I'm hungry. I'm thinking about those mac and cheese tacos. Well, we will dive in to some Giants head coaching searches next week because I know you're on a time crunch. Yeah, uh, I appreciate I know, that. I, I got a lot of messages about my my thoughts on the Giants coaching situation now. Obviously, more so than the GM situation. I have thoughts. I'll get into them uh, next episode. I also have shows coming up. If you are a snowball, as I have called our north of the border dirtballs, I will be in Vancouver, B.C. Uh, More specifically, I believe New Westminster at House of Comedy, B.C. The weekend of January 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th. Uh, Please come see me. I'm headlining, headlining those shows. Come see me. I'll also be in and around uh, the Los Angeles area a lot over the next couple of weeks, opening Eddie's uh, album taping in Irvine on the 22nd, doing a show next Wednesday, the 19th in Encinitas, I believe down in San Diego, all of my shows, uh, joeprano.com. And then follow me on Instagram and TikTok and all the social media platforms at Joe Prano, except for Twitter where I'm at fix your life. Uh, but yeah, Traveling a lot for shows coming up. So keep your eye on them. Chicago and Milwaukee in February. All on JoePrano.com. Yeah, he lo- he just can't get enough of that Midwest, guys. He's got to come back. I'm, I'm, you know, it's kind of right around. Like it has potential of being a post-Super Bowl Milwaukee bliss. So for you Packers fans, come celebrate a potential championship and wow. Sunday. That'd be wild following the Super Bowl. Well, that's all from me, guys. Much love for the support. You guys have a great NFL wildcard weekend. And as always, stay dirty.